All right, what's up, talkers? In this episode, we have a very special guest. I am here with Yair Amzel. He's with the Fearless Project. Um, he's doing a super cool event in Medellin uh, on this coming Sunday, December the fourth. We're going to talk about that. So, without a big, huge introduction, um, Yair, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, really cool. Really cool what you guys are doing. Um, podcast every day. That's a uh, mm -hmm. It sounds like you're you're passionate about what you do, and I love that in people. And uh, yeah, and what I'm doing, I also come from uh, from passion. And um, yeah, how about I tell you how it started? Because it's like it's like a it's not a startup, but it's like a, a, a venture, um, a project that's yes. in the name. Um, and so it started like many good uh, ventures by accident. Um, so, so basically, uh, my co-founder and I, we, we met, uh, we, we have like mutual background and, and we were at some point I was looking, looking for a job in, uh, in tech after having two startups of my own. And then this, this woman in this hub that I was there, she's like, oh my God, you got to meet this guy. He's like, basically your twin. He's got like, we were both religious, uh, from Jerusalem, used to be religious from Jerusalem in Israel and um you know had had startups that were very successful then then failed and then we were both looking for um you know pro to be a product manager she's like gotta meet him he even looks a little bit like you just meet the guy. <laughs> and and then we and then we uh we met and um we found out that each separately had been had this attraction or or even passion for uh, feeling uncomfortable and challenging ourselves. We've each mm. separately, not knowing each other, have done these fear challenges. Um, I one one thing that I remember or that I did when I was living in San Francisco is one of the challenges that I did was called clapping. So um, and then I was going on Market Street and just clapping like this, boom, mm. boom. You know, so you you draw like a lot of attention to yourself. It's very it's very uncomfortable because you're like, right, you know, who's, who's this weirdo? That, that's what we think. <laughs> like looking at me, judging me. But that's one of the things out of many different challenges that I did that you kind of desensitize yourself in this. What That was working on false narcissism that we we all think that we are the center of the universe because we're, mm. you know, you, you see yourself and you see, it's kind of like you imagine yourself, you're like a video game, you're the hero and all these other people around are like the, you know, the, uh, the sidekicks. Yes. But that's not actually true. So you think if you're going to do this on the street, everybody's suddenly going to stop what they're doing and they're going to be looking at you and judging you and laughing at you. And, uh, you know, and, and it's not true. Like you do, I've done many different fear challenges over the years. And like, people are like, huh? Huh? They go back to their thing. It's like, you're not as important as you think. And you're not that impactful as you think, but only by, by actually doing these, these, uh, challenges you, you, you could, it's, it's not enough to even what I'm telling you now intellectually, you're like, yeah, 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 that makes sense. But then mm -hmm. when you walk outside, you'll be like, oh, shit, everyone's looking at me. You know? I'm still the center of the universe. Yeah, I'm still yes, the false narcissist. Exactly. I really like that term. OK, yeah, keep going. Um, anyway, that that's what I did. And, and he did in, in Israel different things, similar things. And then we, we met um, and and it was like the end of the first lockdown in COVID. Sure. So, you know, we all know what that is. And um, so it's it kind of really screws with your brain, this this uh, these lockdowns. It's so so unnatural, you know, so you're like isolated from 
from other people. And, and then when, you know, they, it's kind of your let out of jail, kind of, uh, you know, okay, the lockdown's over. What, what do we do? You don't know how to interact with people. Like you forget it's, it was like a long time. Right. So it's like, wait, am I allowed to breathe on people? You know, the whole, the mask thing and the, and the social distancing and the, I'm supposed to look at them. Yeah. Yeah. Is it okay? Is it not okay? It's like, it's like you, you get screwed up in your brain a little bit, but anyway, we were like, so, so he, Neti, he was like, you know what? I have an idea. Let's go to Dizengoff Square, which is uh, one of the main squares in Tel Aviv where we were living in, Tel Aviv in Israel. And sing and play three songs. You know, he, he, in the, I was with the piano and singing. He was with singing and guitar. We're both, we're both not, not musicians, never performed on the street or anything like that. Not, it's like not anything close to what we ever did together, what we have ever did. Um, so yeah, let's, let's play, play and sing three songs and get the fuck out of there. That's the challenge. <laughs> yep. And I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll up you one. No matter what happens, we have to stay one hour. Like if we really, really suck and like, you know, every people throw tomatoes at us, stay one hour, face the music, literally. Right. Yeah. Committed. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. Right. So we, we did like one 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 practice of like an hour we chose the three songs and then we just brought our like a lot of equipment right you have this well so this little little not very good piano uh an electric guitar that i had i ha- hadn't used it like ever but like i had it i brought like uh one or two speakers i don't remember um yeah like you set it up we, we set it up there feel very you know you feel it that people are looking at you because right Right. Cause you're still the false narcissist. You're still yeah, thinking you're always. the center of attention. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it just cause you, even today, you know, that we'll get to today. I've been doing this for over two years. There's still things to work on every single day. It's not like, mm. um, you know, I'm, I, I don't know. I've, I've been, well, jumping ahead. I've been called many times. I don't know. It's, it's still weird for me. Like Mr. Fearless. Right. Mm. Um, because the guy that's organizing and sometimes in some things, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I, I don't, I don't have a problem doing things, but in some things I have super duper fears. Like, like I'll jump to last week. Um, so in, uh, in Barbaran in, in La Setenta. So, um, there's, there's dancing there and, and my friends organize it. So like, yeah, talk about your event. So then I was like talking about my event in Spanish. My mm-hmm. Spanish is not very good at all. So. Okay, I'm there and like my heart is pounding, pounding, pounding. It's like really scary, you know? Um, so, so I'm scared all the time. Actually being fearless means being scared and doing it anyway. So it's not ah, about yes, mm-hmm. not letting fear stop you, but fear exists. Fear is there all the time. But what, what I guess I'm um, really passionate about is, is living life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. Living life to the fullest means to me, doing things anyway, not letting fear stop you because many, many things in life we don't do because of fear. We think it's because we're lazy. We think we give all different kinds of uh, justifications why we're doing or not doing something, but it's actually a lot of these things are stemmed from fear. Mm. Yeah. 
Okay. I, re I really like that. And then, you know, you talked about how you're still, you know, you, you're still working on things. You talk about how someone, you know, can say, oh yeah, false narcissism. You know, I like the way that sounds. That's cool. But obviously until we put ourselves in those situations a lot, we still don't yeah. really understand it. And you said yeah. like, for example, you're still, you're still working on things, you know, yeah. what do you mean by like working on things, working on overcoming the fear, like working on. Yeah. Like, like challenging myself all the time. Um, I'm trying to think of examples of things that I do now. I mean, my, I have a lot of examples of, so, so again, I'm jumping back and forth uh, chronologically mm -hmm. because after we did, um, the fearless project, like, which was uh, more, um, about the stage, uh, right. So, you know, I'm going to perform at the event. Mm -hmm. I'm still going to, my heart's going to be pounding at the event. When I, when I perform, I'm doing a song that's, uh, that's an, First of all, it's an emotional song for me. I chose it. It's called uh, Living on a Jet Plane, which I'm sure you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Yep. It's like for me, moving to Medellin and like, you know, leaving on a jet plane. I don't know when I'll be back again. Oh, babe, I hate to go. So I was like saying it the night that I left uh, for my mother and my sister. And I was like crying because it was like I'm so connected to the words. And then I'm challenging myself even more because I translated half the song into Spanish. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to... So I'm going to do half English, half Spanish. So that's just me. You know, I got to, if I'm running this show and I'm like, um, I, I believe in like uh, being, being leading by example. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's something that, that I'm doing um, there. But we also had a, a workshop and then a course, which, which, I'll, which I, I'll get to. Uh, but let's jump back uh, chronologically how it all started, right? Yeah, yeah. So, mm -hmm. we, um, so basically we said, okay, we got to this, to this place we're setting up really scary and then this guy was like oh my god that's so cool what you guys are doing can i can i sing i'm like yeah yeah just do like whatever you want let us finish our three songs do whatever you want afterwards like just <laughs> chill, chill. Let, let, you know okay and then and then we do our three songs and it was really really cool it's like because it's the end of the lockdown and then the end of you know so it's like everything really came to life. There were some yes. people there at the square. They were loving it, right? And then this third guy that was like, oh my God. He was like, so he he took the microphone. We were like, afterwards, I was like, all right, I did my three songs. I'm done. I just went and smoked a joint. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm done for yep. the night. But he took over this guy. Like he's he's naturally like, uh, you know, uh, a, a comedian, like a, a street artist. He's like, a, you know, he, he has... A performer, yes. Yeah. And and then Neti and I, we were looking, we were talking to each other, looking at this this guy. Huh, we could learn a lot from this guy. Like you know, this random dude who just uh, uh -huh. who just joined, right? And then at the end of the night, we we're like, okay, we took his number and said, like the next day we met and we we're like, dude, we should totally start a band. I mean, we have we have a an hour of practice plus three songs. Isn't that enough to start a band? I mean, I think why not? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then, cause he's also like a kind of a musician, that guy, Asaf, right? So, I mean, musical, we're all musical. We're none of us are musicians, right? And then we say, okay, cool. We're, we're going to come back. It happened to be a Tuesday. So the, we told the people at the end of the night, we already said, you know, all right, we'll be here next Tuesday. Like we're not knowing what, why, but just, yep. yeah. We're going to so, be here. We don't know what we're doing, but we're going to yeah, be here. We don't know anything about what we're doing, but yeah, we'll be here. Sure. Yep. So, um, then 
we came back the next Tuesday. We did our show as the band. And okay. And then the, the Tuesday after that, we did a show again. And after the second show as the band, we're like, all right, guys, let's, let's be real. Let's, come on. Being real is important, right? Yeah. So we really, 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 really suck as a band. <laughs> <laughs> we're not... We're not good. Come on. Why, why would we be? But uh-huh. as a platform for people to uh, deal with their fears, mostly through music, yeah, yes. I think we're on to something. And then, and then the, I don't know, the, the, the fearless project just, just came to me. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it just works. Like it's a project. It's not a, it's not a band. It's not a, I don't, yeah, it's a fearless project. And that's, that's the way we did it. And the name, you know, names have a lot of meaning. And that's what it became. It became like a platform for people to uh, to deal with their fears. And then there was a lot, a lot of, there's still a lot of history, meaning because it was still at the end, COVID, you know, was a thing for a while. It was up, down, up, down, up, down. So yeah. we were in Dizingo Square and then the police were there. Oh, you're doing gatherings. So they kicked us out of Dizingo Square. Hmm. And then we went to the boardwalk, right? on In Tel Aviv near the beach because there is less, less uh i don't know less the police care less about that right yeah then we were there and then the community started growing and growing and growing we did it every single week on tuesday tuesday started tuesday all right tuesday's our day you know for for like a few months it was the summer like i think we had over 100 people on the boardwalk um watching us one one time you know the boardwalk is also it fluctuates sometimes you have you have three people sometimes you have 70 people like within three minutes you know just that's that's the nature of the thing and it became, we started to do things like um, karaoke, right? So I brought my TV, we bought, I bought these like, uh, these batteries that turn into electricity. So, so kind of like powering the speaker and the TV and all this stuff. And, and it's like, oh, you wanna, you wanna sing uh, karaoke? Sure, but there's a price. It's not free. So, mm-hmm. okay, what's the price? Well, here's a hat. And in the hat is, um, you know, different, different uh, pieces of paper with, uh, with fear challenges on them. So choose a random fear challenge and do it. Like my favorite was, uh, or one of my favorites was uh, propose marriage to somebody in the audience. Love it. You know, Mm -hmm. or give 10 compliments to somebody Mm -hmm. or um, trying to think what, there was just random stuff there. Like, you know, things that are uncomfortable, but, but fun. The marriage one could get dangerous. You know, if someone says yes, then what are the next steps? I don't know. That's that's a cool one. I like that. I think the 10 compliments, I would be fine. You know, you might like, depending on the situation, the person, it might be hard to like think of 10 really quickly, but then you know, like 10 legitimate ones. Yeah. But the marriage one, that, that's, a, that's a cool concept. Anyway, all right. Yeah, like, will you marry me? What's your name again? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yes, of course I will. Oh, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, I, that oh, no, wasn't no, part of the plan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's great. Yeah, okay. All right, so yeah. Um, okay, so it all started off, you know, you, yeah, you realized, okay, maybe we're not the greatest band, but we're on to something with this project. So you did the, you know, every Tuesday. Um, and then I guess, well, actually, let me ask. So what made you decide to, uh, you know, to come to Medellin? Okay, we're jumping to Medellin. Sorry, we're, I'm jumping in the timeline, my bad. Jumping timeline. Um, well, to Medellin is basically, I, I finished my a job in tech um, a few months ago. And I was like, do I really want 
to look for another job right now. No, I don't like it. Like, you know, I had two startups, then two jobs in tech. And I was like feeling in both jobs, like, like it was my startup, like a lot of pressure, you know, tech, tech jobs. Okay. You make, you make good money, but there's for a price, you know, you, you kind of sell your soul and, hmm. and your time your and your time, your energy, your everything, your energy, yep. everything. Right. And I was like, this is really not enjoyable. Like my, my anxiety was through the roof. I felt a lot of pressure because, you know, especially in startups, let's say you look, you work at a company like Google or whatever. Google is a good example. Like Facebook was crazy, even though it was a huge company, but I'm saying more established companies. Okay. You, you work hard, but you got this, you know, the, the fate of the company is not on your shoulders with you or without you, they'll be fine. Yeah. And you know, you got more defined roles, things like that. In, in startups, small startups, it's like, it's super duper chaotic. And I don't know, I was like, wait a second, this is not even my company. Why am I feeling the anxiety that I felt with my startups? I, I don't like this. And I'm like, okay, so what do I want to do? And I looked inside and I said, hmm, I really want to do now is I want to dance. And, and I want to, and what do I want to dance? I want to dance bachata because bachata i've done i tried salsa before many times and i guess for different reasons i didn't connect like i've learned i I could dance some salsa but it's like musically i don't connect to it as not nearly as much as bachata like bachata i could listen to bachata in my house just as music i'm going for a run i listen to bachata never do that with salsa you know I hope that I hope that Diego, the owner of Keep Talking, is listening to this part because he's always telling me because I can't dance very well at all. You know, I mm-hmm. love I love Latin music, you know, but I can't dance hardly at all. And he's always telling me you have to learn to dance salsa. He's super passionate about salsa. He, he loves you know, salsa. I know and, about it, actually. And <laughs> um, yeah, he's more into salsa than bachata. But again, a he grew up on it. So that's different. Yeah. You know, and B, he's probably really good at it. That's all. Yeah, he is really good at it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So it's like he mastered it. Okay. Then it's like now he can focus on communication with his partner and and things like that. When when you're learning a dance, you're focused on, oh, shit, what am I doing? You know, but for me, it's, you know, musically, people have different tastes. So if Diego Mm -hmm. connects more to the salsa music, great. I can, you know, everybody, some people like rock music, some people like classical music, you know, it's, it's not, it's not right or wrong. It's just right. Taste, right. Exactly. So, so for me, the bachata music I connected to, and then I was like, I like to do things um, the right way or whatever mm-hmm. that means. So I was like, okay, I don't know very much, but I know that bachata was born in the Dominican Republic. Mm. I booked a one-way ticket to Santo Domingo in the Dominican Republic. First booked the ticket. Then I was like, searched on Facebook, found this guy, um, this Israeli guy who's like, you know, very connected to to the DR and the the, the bachata, the, the traditional bachata. And he was like, uh, and I was like, hey, dude, okay, so I booked a one-way ticket. I know nothing about it. Hook me up. What's going on? Tell me what's up, right? Mm-hmm. He helped me and he connected me to the, I went to this place, Las Terrenas, which is, which is a really beautiful uh, town on, on like the, on, on the water, you know, uh, so it's like, um, you know, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful beaches. And they have bachata there every night. And I started learning with, with this great teacher, amazing teacher, because Dominican is very basic uh, body movement, everything that, um, that, that is the right way to learn, right? Mm. Because it's, it's much better to start Dominican than go central, which I am now, than the other uh-huh. way around. This is really the, the basics and how to move your body and how to, um, 
yeah, how to connect to the music and all, all kinds of things like that. And then I was there for, for five weeks, um, you know, almost every night going out the, the, to the dancing bachata and all this yeah. stuff. And, and, then, and then I actually thought I would come here to Medellin for a few weeks because I had been here three years ago and I really liked the city. Mm-hmm. And then a friend was supposed to come to the DR. So I said, I'll go to Medellin for a few, because I'm kind of almost over the DR because it's a very small place, at least the, the town that I was like, you, you know, everyone in town within okay. a few days. Mas or menos, right? Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm, I kind of I think I'm almost done here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also had some energetically some some difficult experiences there. Mm. It's like, you know, I'm very connected to, to my uh, to my feelings and to my intuition and to energy. And I some experiences there I was like, mm, something's not working for me here. But anyway, mm-hmm. I thought I'd come back. And in the end, my, my friend couldn't make it. So um, and I had started here in, in Medellin. I started, I learned Spanish every day um, online. And I started really like advancing because my Spanish in the DR was almost nothing. And, and it's very frustrating to be sure. where mm-hmm. everybody, you know, in, in the DR, it's even more. Here in Medellin, a bunch of people speak English. Uh, you guys okay, help, yeah. right? Yep. But, um, but like in the DR, very few people. So it's like you're, you're stuck. You know, there's yeah. nothing. And and it's say they say you know it's okay like let's say you wanna you want to um um you know advance in Spanish get a Spanish girl a, a girlfriend that knows <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right? always how it is yeah get yourself an oh yeah yep <laughs> but I think that works when you when you have something when you got nothing it's mm. super frustrating it's like you you're you're not gonna get into a romantic relationship through Google <laughs> Translate only like it doesn't yeah. work. You need something to to create some some connection, some chemistry, mm-hmm. romantic, you know, friend doesn't matter. It's like you need something. It's only Google Translate. It's frustrating in the beginning. Yeah, right? I would even argue, like you know, sorry to interrupt, but I would even argue that sometimes because like my Spanish is pretty good nowadays, and listeners of the podcast know that. But I even think still, like even with a high level in a second language it becomes it, it's still challenging like you get to point sure you can you can get into a romantic relationship but like there there ends up being these challenges just these it's not necessarily like misunderstandings but how you can't fully express yourself mm-hmm. in your second language you know no matter what and I, I find that to be a little bit of a hurdle for myself whenever I've gotten into a relationship or attempted a relationship with someone who's a native Spanish speaker so um, I just wanted to throw that in there because you're definitely right so anyway go on sorry to interrupt <laughs> oh good no it's uh but but like what you're saying in the beginning stages you you can't even like you can attempt you're gonna i mean i yeah it, like i was on like some dates and stuff and it's like through mm, no it, it's just so frustrating you wanna you wanna say something you can't like it, mm-hmm. you can't you can't start anything like any kind of connection and also yeah so but then i started here i started learning learning online like my friend I, I, I usually make decisions in life based on like recommendations from, from good friends. And, and I, when I see things that work, so mm-hmm. I was like, my friend was like, I see him speaking Spanish. I'm like, Whoa, how did you? he's like, yeah, I did online this teacher. I'm like, okay, sign me up, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Working, you know? So, um, so I started that when I got here and then, and then I also started, I went to, uh, my first, um, sensual bachata lesson. I'm like, yeah, I know bachata because I've been five weeks in, uh, in the DR and I'm like, 
Yep. I, th I thought I was coming here. My, my whole plan was actually to come here to learn salsa. My plan was going, I'm going to go to Medellin because Colombia is more known for salsa. DR is more known for bachata. Like bachata, I know more, more or less. I'll learn, I'll focus on salsa here and then I'll come back. And then because every night they do bachata, salsa and merengue there. So mm -hmm. I said, yeah, I'll uh, give, you know, complete my repertoire. So I started learning salsa here. And then I said, my friend was like, yeah, maybe go to one bachata class, you know, because Salsa is really hard. So go, you know, it's more of your comfort zone. So go there. So I went and I'm like, whoa, this central bachata thing is awesome. It's like so okay. much, like I connected to it immediately. It's like, I, I got it. It was like, to me, it's like, you know, uh, the, the Dominican bachata is like, like basic. And this is like more advanced or this is, mm. I don't know. This is like, I, I don't, I don't know if I have a good metaphor, but it's like, um, you know, this, this uh, Dominican is like very plain food and the and the <laughs> central bachata is like, you know, it's with all the spices and, and, yeah. it, makes, and it makes them just much more delicious. And I'm like, yeah, like once you taste this, going back to the uh, to Dominican seems like going down a level, not a level right. of talent, a level of like connection or a level of I'm, I'm not interested anymore, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, so I connected, so I started doing the Spanish and I started, um, you know, connecting to the dance. I go, I, I'm, I'm pretty serious about it. Unfortunately, I'm not as good as I would, would want to be. Mm. Like, you know, and any learning thing in Spanish and in dance, you feel you advance and then you feel that you plateau and sometimes you go down. It's mm. like, I forgot. I, I'm like worse now than I was a few weeks ago. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm doing too much, you know, because I was doing, spa I was doing, Spanish, bachata, salsa, and kisomba mm. uh, kind of dance. You know, it's like a little too much. So, so basically, yeah. That, and then I was like, okay, I, I understand. I, okay, I wanna, I wanna learn Spanish. Cool. I wanna learn bachata. Cool. But like, it's too much of an investment to to do this. If I'm like, I knew I, I needed like a, I wanted a business reason to do what I'm doing uh, mm. because it doesn't make sense to do like. I don't know when I don't know you got your your students learn learn English I'm assuming most of them there is there's like tangible benefits it's like yes I, a business I, reason mm -hmm. yeah no no I'm saying like you yep. get a better job you get a better I don't know you could you could go to you could maybe move to the states or move yep. to an English-speaking country like I've spoken to people here to me it makes a hundred percent sense for anybody here uh to learn English exactly um you know, it just opens up more opportunities for me to learn Spanish. It's not the same. It's not like, uh, because like I could live in Israel, I could live in the U S like, mm -hmm. so, and then I, but I was like, I, I want to do it. It's like, I follow my intuition and now I'm like, um, planning an, an opening a business here. So the Spanish obviously helps and it doesn't have to do with tourism and bachata. So, so it's mm -hmm. like, uh, yeah, things are coming together, but it's a, it's pretty, it's pretty new. So, um, uh -huh. Well, you're someone who seems to thrive on getting out of your comfort zone. You know, that seems to be the way that you kind of have learned to enjoy life and and, and enjoy yourself. That's something that you seem to, to seek out everywhere, basically, um, mm -hmm. with, with everything that you're doing. Um, and I actually... Well, I want to talk a little bit about the event itself that, you know, you're you're having next Sunday um, because, OK, you know, so it's going to be well, I guess. Yeah. Just give us the, the brief overview of it. Sure. So. So as I, as I said, it's been, I've been doing this for over two years in Israel and kind of 
perfecting it. Like we started in Dizengoff Square, we moved to the to the boardwalk, and then the part that I didn't say, and then things happened. Like it was winter. It was I started a job, like uh, you know, very like uh, focused on the job, and I couldn't like do it every week like I was doing before. So I stopped for a few months, but then something just every time something inside of me is like you got like you know how about how about doing it it's like something it's like for me it's about it's about giving a gift you know i get a lot of i get a lot of love uh back many people have said told me you know thank you for the gift you're giving some people have told me you've changed my life you know to hear that is so much energy that like you know to your to your heart to your brain it's like that that's like gives you fuel for for like months you know mm -hmm. uh, exactly so, yep so so the thing is we started doing these open mics because in the beginning it was an open mic and then actually we started like two times it was open mic i was like kind of all right just anybody come it's fearless but some people out of their comfort zone some people not and then very quickly it became no i was like no this is this is a requirement the requirement is to do a performance out of your comfort zone. Okay. Now, to do a performance out of your comfort zone can mean many things. It can mean you could be an amazing, amazing musician, an amazing pianist, and an amazing singer. So playing piano and singing, not out of your comfort zone. That's, yeah. Playing guitar, whoa, mm -hmm. okay, you know, or the other way around. Or so it's not it's not like it's not a one size uh, fits all. It's what it is for you. It's mm -hmm. when your heart is pounding. So that's that's what that's what I want. I don't want you to do for you, you out of your comfort zone. Me out of my comfort zone is very different. Different thing. things. Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. so, so the requirement is to do something out of your comfort zone. And and it's and I'm talking about this event, similar to the one in Israel. Um, it's it could be singing, playing an instrument, doing comedy, poetry, ah, it. or dance. Right. Mm -hmm. So, or, or more, or something that I, that I haven't thought of. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so basically that's the first part is the open mic part. The second part in Israel used to be, was for many, many times was electro live. So electronic music with, with live instruments joining in. And then I was like, here, here in Medellin, it's like, it's, that doesn't feel right for me. Electronic music is popular, but not as popular as in Israel. And to bring live instruments, it's different here. And I was like, what do I like? And what, was, what do I believe everybody else or a lot of people like? Bachata. So mm -hmm. the second part is going to be an hour and a half bachata where um, my friend Sebastian, he's uh, one of the leading teachers here in the city. He's going to give a mini lesson of five to 10 minutes max of bachata because a lot of the people in the crowd are not necessarily from the bachata community. A lot of people will be like I've been advertising them in the dance community as well. And I know a bunch of people are going to come, but a lot of people not, you know, friends of people that, that are performing, the people performing themselves doesn't, doesn't matter. So like a really beginner lesson, but I'm going to pair up. I'm going to ask who here bachata is outside of your comfort zone. Raise one hand. I'm raising so, my hand. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Me, yeah, I'm not sure. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who here, bachata is in your comfort zone. Raise two hands. Okay, cool. Now, let's say a woman uh, with one hand look for a man with two hands, or the other way around. Uh, a woman with two hands look for a man with one hand. Right. So pair up people with their inside their comfort zone, outside their comfort zone. Make couples. Okay, cool. 
Now Sebastian is going to give uh, this lesson in English because bachata for him is no problem, but English for him, mm-hmm. big out of his comfort zone, right? Mm-hmm. So, but but he did it. We did like we practice, and he's going to be good. You know, just scary, but that's the way to that's the way to advance. Um, so that's the second part is the, the lesson, then an hour and a half of bachata. The third part is going to be a jam where anybody could come and sing and play and, you know, musical jam, improvise, just, uh, just having fun. So that's, uh, it's going to be, like you said, December 4th, Barbaran and La Setenta. Mm-hmm. Um, Great location too. Yeah. I love that yes. part of Medellin, Laureles, yeah, La Setenta. Really love it. Yeah. And so starting that- 6, 6 PM, um, yeah, it'll go, it'll go for a while. You know, we got three parts. Yep. Yeah. And now, so if people want to, do, do people have to sign up in advance or how, how do they get signed up or, you know, to perform, to do something out of their comfort zone? How do they do that? So to perform, I have right now, as of today, I have 16 people already signed up. Nice. And I want to, I want to cap it around there. I want, I, there's like a, I'd say a few, I'd say I want to give two, three, two or three more slots. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a link. I don't know. I could send it to you. You could, uh, mm-hmm. if you, if you put it in the description, I don't yeah. know how it works. I'll send you a link to sign up, uh, within, uh, within a couple of days. I want to, I want to close it out because sure. we do like, uh, we do like a lineup and, you know, everything is organized ahead of time for this part, the beginning part. So yeah, I would, I would love for people from your, your audience to, to sign up. Perfect. Uh, yeah, we got, we got a good mix already. We got a, a lot of people singing, a lot of two, two people doing comedy, I think. Uh, That's going to be, yeah, I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So come on. I would, if, I, no if, if I were there, if I were there, which I'm not going to be, unfortunately, I should I should just buy another flight just for that day. No, but if I were there, I would try to do the comedy because I've always thought that would be fun, even though I've never done it. And it, it would be really cool. Oh, that's great. I think, and then I could just like doubly get out of my comfort zone by doing comedy in Spanish. No, um, <laughs> which would never work. Um, it would be funny. And, it would be well, funny you'd be like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> would it be funnier? Yeah, it would actually probably be funnier if I tried in Spanish than in English, if that makes sense. But yeah. yeah. Um, and, and so and people can still go, though. They can just go and be in the audience, right? And then, um, you know, they don't have to get up on stage. No, they don't have to. And I'm actually, there's a few more uh, parts to it, which yeah, I don't have a problem saying we're going to do something like with, the, with everybody together, kind of a group fear challenge. And we're also, I'm also leaving one or two spots open for uh, people that have never performed in their life, you know, in the audience that feel inspired to come up, you know, uh, and, and, uh, and perform without, I mean, it's in the lineup, but people that, you know, have not planned. Again, yeah. if you want, somebody wants, uh, of your listeners wants to perform, better sign up because I can't promise that'll be them. But I'm also leaving that option for especially somebody who's never been on a stage. I really, really like that. You know, there's different ways of getting out of your comfort zone, but that's, that's the best. That's like the en- entry level getting into becoming whatever it is, a musician. It's like doing that first, that first step is, is really, really uh, exciting, emotional for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first, this first step in anything is always usually mm-hmm. the hardest, especially when it's learning to get out of your comfort zone. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's super cool. And I mean, I would I would love to chat with you about some of this other stuff that you talked about, just getting out of your comfort zone in general. You also talked about, you know, just connecting. Um, I don't know if spiritually is the right word, but it would be another topic for another episode, I suppose, sometimes since the time is running out on us today. But um, 
I guess, um, yeah, since it looks like we've got about four minutes of meeting time left, um, would you, um, what else would you want to add, if anything, uh, regarding the event or your project or? Um, let me see. I mean, regarding the event, um, I, I mean, I'd say that it's the, it's the first one I'm doing in Medellin. If and when it's successful, I'm planning on doing it once a month, awesome. uh, more or less. Um, to me, you know, getting very personal, what is success? Success is usually around, it's, it's kind of ironic, but around these events, I get a lot of anxiety, not, not in what you would think. Like hosting used to be super duper scary for me to host, obviously hosting and, and improvising, right? There's a lot of improvising. Like I've done, you know, for my startup, I've done presentations for investors. That's, that's okay. You got, you got, you know, your presentation, your, your PowerPoint, you, you practice, but here there's so many like, you know, moving parts and variables. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Variables. But that part, I actually feel comfortable in now, like the hosting mm -hmm. part, improvising, you know, used to be scary and now it's, now I'm not, but, but like the organizing, I used to have like super used to have, I, I still do a little bit because I think it's super personal. Like I talk to every single person that, that is going to perform before. And we have like a kind of a connection, understanding where they're coming from and why it's out of their comfort zone. So that on stage we can, um, you know, the, you, you feel it. the energy is different in my events than any other open mic because it's like, all right, the next one, well, what's your name? What are you doing? But here it's like more, more personal. There's a lot of anxiety around organizing, like, you know, what will be well, enough people come. Well, right. But I'm working on like, you know, separating myself from that and like just whatever will be, will be and just trusting the universe. And, and so that to me is, is a successful event. If like, what would I get back? The love that I get back, the energy that I get back is, is more than the anxiety, which I lose energy. Mm -hmm. And that's a successful event for me. So if and when it's successful, it seems that way. I'm, I'm pretty, you know, I'm, I'm super, like I, I, I'm investing a lot and, um, you know, of time and energy, but, but like in, the energy is good. Um, yeah, and if, if like, if and when it's impactful for people, that's, that's what I'm there for, you know, for people mm -hmm. to, you know, to, to advance, as, you know, to grow. So if and when, um, so yeah, the plan is once a month to do it in Medellin. I so love you it. Do your comedy next time. I might have to do that. And I love the way you speak about energies as well. Like I said, another long topic for another day. Uh, so I'll put the link to the event um, and any other links I'll put is on Instagram. Is it, I know you have, is it just fearless? Your handle is fearless. fearless TLV. Okay. Yeah. I would say that I'm not so, not so good with social media. If anyone of your listeners is inspired and wants to like help with the social media part, I'd love that. Cause you know, to me, it's a, I understand that social media is a necessary evil today, but it's just not something that I'm passionate about. So, or I understand I, it needs to be done. Just, you know, you can't do everything. So yep. that part, someone else, they, <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, it's at fearless TLV. Perfect. Well, awesome. Yeah. The t time is about to run out on us here, but thank you. Thank you so much, Yair. And, um, you know, we'll be in touch. This podcast will be released tomorrow morning. So it'll be released Sunday, the 27th. And then, um, so the event, like I said, everybody listening, December 4th, 6 p.m. What's the name of the place again? Barbaran. Barbaran en la 70. Sí. All right. Muy bien. All right. Gracias, Gracias Yair. Thank you, hermano. All right. That's all we all got right. for today, talkers. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Sean. Bye. All right, bye.